want to lead you tonight as we, I think for many of us, we gather with uh, family and we, we get our homes ready tonight for uh, gift giving and receiving and all of those things that take place during this, during this wonderful season. I want to take you to a, to a passage just to help focus our attention on Christ. Uh, the one who has come and the one who is coming again. And a passage that is uh, very well known, I believe, to you, to a text that's very well known. And one for us just to reflect on for a few moments tonight and just allow the Lord to prepare our hearts, not, not only for just us to truly grasp or, or, or seek to understand, you know, just how wonderful he is to help give a foundation for all the other things that we will do this Christmas season, but, but also to, to help really press us on to the life that he's called us to. Uh, and, and so to, to show you that, I wanna, I wanna point you to John chapter one. John chapter one. We're gonna be looking at one of the most well-known verses in all the Bible. John chapter one, verse 14. And here's what the word of God says. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Just, I don't know, you know, if I got a show of hands of who's grown up in church and who's new to the faith or who just got here tonight, you know, I I don't, I don't really know, but on a Christmas Eve crowd, oftentimes it seems like you know, it may be, you may be very used to hearing uh, this text. This may be very familiar to you or, but sometimes I think we can lose sight of the richness of the, the beauty of the advent of Christ come into this world. We're told that the word became flesh. A translation could be this, God became human and he dwelt among us. Like that's crazier than what Marvel can come up with. Like that, that's crazier than superhero stuff, okay? Like God became a human and he dwelt among us. He lived among us. I want us just to think for a little bit tonight on, on what that means and, and also just to show you just within even this text, uh, kind of prove that text to you. Uh, the first, when we say the word became flesh, we're told in verse Uh, one through three, a little bit about the word. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. John says in chapter one that God became flesh. He says that the word was with God and the word was God. That nothing that has been made was made without the word, without this one that we're told became flesh. That's amazing. We see that the baby was God. But we also see in the word becoming flesh, we we see that the the baby was fully human. That not only is Jesus fully God, but Jesus is fully human. He became flesh. 
and he dwelt among us. We also see there in dwelling with us that that he desires to be with us. So tonight, just from the reality that God, uh, or that Jesus is God, that Jesus is human and that Jesus is with us, there that we see in that text, I want us just to reflect on on a few truths from from the scripture. The the first is this, is tonight, this Christmas Eve. Know and believe and hear that God loves us. Hear it tonight, that that God cares for us. See, when we look into the the manger and there's the baby and we we have the, the picture in, in our head and, and, and there he is. When we think about that God became a baby, there are so many things that should be uh, complicated in our brain. But in the midst of the difficulty to grasp hold of that truth, we need to see from the Bible, we need to understand that the fact that God came to this earth shows God's desire to have us shows God's care for us, shows God's love for us. You know, we're told in the scriptures that that as uh, people born in the flesh, that we were far off, that we were without hope and without God in this world. God becoming a baby, when we see him come and then he lives and he dies, when we see this, we see God's care for us and his desire to come and rescue, to redeem, to restore what was broken. We see God's heart, that God cares for us and that God loves us. And tonight, maybe on this Christmas Eve that you you have this thought that that God doesn't really love you, that God doesn't really care about you, that God's forgotten about you. Let the incarnation speak into your heart right now. God hasn't forgotten about you. God came and God came that we might have life. God loves us. And he shows his love in that he comes and he lives and he dies in our place, he dies in the place of sinners. He came to rescue sinners. But don't miss tonight the, the truth. It's not just that our sin is so bad that Jesus Christ has to come and rescue us. It's also that God loves us so much that he cares for us so much that his heart beats so fast for us that he came. And he came to rescue and to redeem and to make whole. God cares for us. Don't miss that tonight. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. But secondly, I want you to see in this text, not not only does he love us, not only does he care for us, but I want you to see this, that, that God understands us. God understands us. See, not only is is he born, he's fully God, which is, I mean, that's amazing. God became flesh, but we also see he's fully human. He knows what it's like to be thirsty. He knows what it's like to be hungry, to be abandoned. He knows what it's like to be abused. He knows what it's like to be overlooked. (laughs) 
John 1 here, it says that he came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. He knows what it's like to have people whispering. He knows what it's like to have somebody that you love die. We looked at that this morning, him weeping over his friend Lazarus that he's about to raise from the grave. But Jesus Christ knows and understands suffering and he understands and knows temptation and he understands these things in a much deeper and greater way than any of us. Jesus has suffered in such a way that is, it is so much greater than any suffering, as bad as the suffering that we may enter into this life can be, he has suffered far worse. Jesus has been tempted in such a way that for us, listen, you know how temptation goes for us. We're tempted and we may, we may press and press and press in that temptation, but eventually we break. Jesus Christ was tempted and tempted and tempted and yet without sin, he never broke. Jesus understands temptation so much more than we do. He understands wherever you are, wherever you find your brain tonight, wherever you find your life, you can know that not only does God care for you, when we see the word became flesh, not only did God come and he loves you, but we can know this, that God understands you. He understands us. He has the infinite ability to comfort I love this uh, the uh, text. It says that, that God is the father of mercies and he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction that we may comfort anyone in their affliction. God can infinitely comfort us. There's no affliction that we can be in that he can't comfort. And he's able to create in us the ability to uniquely then comfort someone else. God loves us. God cares for us and understand this, that God understands you. He understands us. Thirdly, the, man, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Understand this is when we see the incarnation, when we see him come, we see that God desires to be with us. That God desires to be with us. From Genesis to Revelation, you see the, the heartbeat of God and this desire for him to have uh, his people that he created with him. We see in the Garden of Eden, you have Adam and Eve, and they have this relationship with the Lord where they, God dwelled with them and they walked with God. He was their God. They were his people. But then the fall came and broke the relationship that God had with them or his ability to be or dwell with them. And they're cast out from the garden, but God's heart to dwell with his people did not end. We can skip over some time and we, and we see God dwelling with his people through a tabernacle. You remember that? You got the tabernacle and in the tabernacle, you had the Holy of Holies and God would come and he would dwell with his people, smoke and fire. It's crazier than a Marvel movie too. Okay, God, God dwelling with his people. (coughs) 
You've got in the New Testament here, this baby that's born, this one that's called Emmanuel, God with us. God coming and dwelling. The, the language here is the word became flesh. God became human and he dwelt among us. He tabernacled is the word among us. He pitched his tent. That Jesus Christ came. He, I mean, he walked the Palestine. He, he fed people. He healed people. He was in person on the streets. Jesus died in the place of sinners. He was buried. He rose from the grave Three days later, he ascends to the Father. Day of Pentecost comes and people believe in Jesus Christ that he died for their sins and he rose from the grave victorious over sin and death. They believed and the Lord sends the helper, sends the counselor, sends the Holy Spirit to dwell within his people. God has a heartbeat to dwell with his people. He dwelt in the garden he dwelt in the tabernacle. He dwelt in person in Jesus Christ, walking the earth. He dwells currently in the lives of those who believe with his Holy Spirit. He dwells in us. And one day, the second advent will come. He will come again and he will dwell once again and finally with his people. We read that this morning, Revelation chapter 21. We read these words and I'll read it again. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, here it is, behold, the dwelling place of God is now with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us so that for all of eternity, we can be with our God. Those who are in Christ that, that we can dwell with him forever. God loves us. God understands us and God desires to be with us. The light has come. Jesus Christ has come and, and, and the message of the Bible is pushing us to see God's heart for us and for what he is doing in this earth to restore and redeem what was broken. But you saw in John the, the truth that, that though he came to his own, his own did not receive him. We're told though in verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but born of God. The light has come to be received. This message that God loves us and he understands us and he desires to be with us. This is a message to be received. This is a message that's understood most clearly as we see the one born die in our place and raised from the grave. We must believe on Christ Jesus. But not only is the light 
this message to be received, but this message is to be taken out. It's to be lived out in the world. What, one of the greatest questions I've had this Advent season is, is someone asked me when we were talking about uh, the light and we were talking about the work of the Lord is, is they asked, but, but are we the church, are we reflecting that life outside in the community? You know, God is a light in our darkness, but are we his church or are we light in the darkness? The message that we have here should be reflected through his people. The Lord loves us, but are we loving others? The Lord understands and comforts us. Do do we seek to understand and comfort those around us? The Lord desires to be with us. Are, are, are we seeking people out? Do we love and care and seek to have people restored and to live in the beautiful truth that we celebrate tonight? In just a few moments, we're going to uh, light our candle. And in fact, I left mine uh, down here, I do believe. I sure did. We're gonna light this candle and I'm gonna start it. And we're going to very carefully pass the light around. But as we do, what we want to remember is as we hold this candle, we want to remember that that God loves us, God understands us, and God desires to be with us. Look at his coming to this earth. Look at his dying in the place of sinners. Look at him saying he'll come again. But also as we light this, be reminded we We as Christ's people, we are the light in the world. Jesus said, I am the light. And then he says that you are the light of the world. We are his church. We are his people. We are to shine. Christ shining through us. So as we light this candle, just be reminded, as we walk out these doors, as we go to be with our families, as we go to be with our friends, may we be light. May we be light. Father, we love you. We thank you for the gift.